like a lot of times it's the funny videos are things that they, you know, embarrassing moments or things that they didn't like at the time, but a year later they're spectacular. And so, or old vacations, you know, maybe that day you were like, oh, this trip is taking forever. Or the yeah. drive was a million hours long, but the work just the photos, to get out the door. Yeah, yeah, you just remember the good parts. And so to relive the moments in a, a completely positive way is so fun. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Joining us today on the Moms Without Capes podcast is a special guest, Susie B. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a fun conversation. Yes. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. So Susie is a wife, a mother, author, speaker, personal trainer, and lover of life. She discovered the power of habits and the limitless potential for happiness they provide. While her kids are, of course, her number one priority, being able to progress in the many areas of her life, but only thinking about one at a time, has been life-altering and joy-inducing. So today we're going to talk about letting the good times roll and roll. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, let's do it. So I read a bit of your bio, but... Why don't we dive a little deeper and tell us some more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today? You bet. I started out as a personal trainer because I absolutely love the human body. I can't get enough of it. I started studying it when I was 12 years old and I've never been the same ever since. And I love working with other people so that they can understand and love their bodies and how to use them and how to overcome pain and and increase in strength. All of that is just really fulfilling for me. And then after I had my fourth baby, I had postpartum depression that I didn't know that I had. And over the course of my personal training career, I had developed a habits um, program to help people get from Halloween to New Year's Day, which is a really difficult time of year to stay on top of your health. And so I had done this 60 day program for my clients with their physical health habits. And after I had struggled with this postpartum depression for so long, it was about a year and a half before I finally figured out what was going on, um, I decided and so I set some mental health goals for myself and I worked through that in my habits formation program on my own self, on my own mental health. And it was absolutely fascinating. I completely felt like myself again. I felt like I got all my motivation back, all of those things that I felt like depression had taken from me. I got them all back and it just was so simple, so much simpler than I ever would have guessed. And so that's where I really got into habits and how they work. And for years, I researched and honed and created some different programs, wrote a book, did all of these things so that I could um, not only master my own habits, but help other people with theirs as well, far beyond just physical health. A lot of people think that habits are just physical, but I have learned that you can use this same system in any aspect of your life. And one of those being parenting, which is why you and I connected. Yes. So I love that because there's such a strong connection between your physical health and your mental health. I am, um, I'm a therapist as well as, you know, a mom and a counselor, like a coach. I have a lot of hats as well. I know you have a lot of hats 
And um, it is just amazing to me how many times people, they tend to focus on their physical health, yet they see so many benefits come to them, unexpected benefits, their mental health improves right alongside and Mm -hmm. because of that connection. So definitely, I talk a lot with my clients about the mind body connection and how if you are in tune to what you feel with your body, then you are able to connect that to the way that you feel in your head. And then um, the power of your subconscious and conscious is what I researched for those four years after I had that postpartum depression effect. And it just completely changed the way that I see the world and the way that I view mental health and, and how we are, we have everything inside of us. I've just have learned so much about what you need to succeed, no matter what it is, you already have it in you. You just have yes. to find it. To to unlock it. it. Exactly. Unlock it. Yes. And I, I, you know, this top, this episode isn't about your depression, the postpartum depression or anything, but I'm sure you discovered like when you were in your depression, how hard that was to get yourself. Like it was the mental, it was like mind ever matter. Like yes. just to be able to engage in the physical activity and get out and, and move your body. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of work that needed to get done mentally, some shifts yes. that needed to happen. And Absolutely. then not only that, it's kind of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, because mm-hmm. then when you do get out and you start moving your body, you realize that your mental health is affected by that. So it's like comes before it comes after, and it's so intertwined and interconnected Absolutely. Yeah. I talk a lot about amazing. Yeah. I I'm fascinated by the amount of, I don't know, attraction or connection there is between oxygen and mental health. And Mm. the best way to increase your oxygen is with exercise. So I always tell my clients, like, I don't run for physical benefit. I run for mental (laughs) (laughs) on the days that I don't run. I don't get as much done. I don't feel good. I don't parent well. I don't do anything well. So first thing I do in the morning is, is make sure that I get my exercise in, whether that be a run or something else. I'm not always running, but right. And it's making that switch. Like instead of like focusing on mental or on exercise as, you know, to lose weight or to get Mm -hmm. muscles and all that, like instead shifting that focus and being like, it's for the mental health, because that's where the benefits come. And that's how you're going to stick to it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's the the (laughs) long-term bit of it is I can't go without it now. It's not something that I have to do. It's it's something that I do because of how I feel when I'm done. Right. And it's just part of my life because I formed that habit and I'll never go back. <laughs> awesome. So um, when you applied, like before we hit record, and I, I actually forgot to talk to you about this before I hit record, but it was something you mentioned in the application. And it was about like reliving memories with photos and comic books and how that's helped you. And that kind of goes into what we're talking about, like the, the roll, let the good times roll and keep rolling because yeah. you discovered that that has helped you. And so can you share with the listeners a little bit more about this and what, what I'm talking about? <laughs> Back to what I consider to be divine intervention. I was inspired to try my healthy habits program on my mental health. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. 
I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed, and I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses, but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. So when I went through my year of habits on my own life, one of the pillars that I worked on was my parenting. And I've always been overwhelmed. The part of the program that I do is to remove barriers and make it easier on yourself. And one of the things that I've always had a block with as a parent is scrapbooking or making videos or, you know, t- taking the time to make document, yeah. documentations <laughs> of the good times. Right. And it always stressed me out. And I always wanted to, I have boxes and boxes of scrapbooking materials that I know I'm never going to do. That's just not me. I'm not a right brain creative. And it's, so it always was hard on my heart that, oh, my kids aren't going to have this. And I'm seeing all these moms on Pinterest doing all of these great things. And like, oh, why can't that be me? So then I came to it and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do something that I can do. That's easy for me. And that's you overcome, simple. You, you took that down that work. barrier. Exactly. I dropped down that barrier and I said, what works for me? What's my way of doing a scrapbooking? What is my way of creating a memory? And my favorite thing to do with my kids is to tell stories about what they used to do or, and they love it. They love to hear stories about, you know, funny things they used to say or whatever. And so I started these two things. One of them is called the, the comic books. That's kind of my piece de resistance of parenting. And the other is, um, letting the good times re-roll. And so the one is just taking pictures. The re-roll is just taking pictures and uploading everything to a Google photos, like so simple for me, so easy. And it just happens automatically. But once a week, usually on Mondays, we will, I'll cast my phone to my TV and we'll sit on the couch together as a family and we'll go through old photos and old videos. And we'll just laugh our guts out together. Just going through old times. It's so fun. And it's so (laughs) easy. Like I don't have to do any work. I don't have to make a scrapbook. I don't have to put the videos. Google does it for me. It's beautiful. (laughs) And my kids love it. And they have, they have, my daughter's 12 now and she's techie and she's made little folders of her favorites and they rewatch those ones over and over again. They all have their favorites that they go back to now. And it's such a fun thing that we can make memories with You're memories. like reinforcing. Yeah, you're exactly. reinforcing those memories yeah. because so yeah. many times, like, and like you were saying about the scrapbooks and the baby books and everything, like we joke because we have six kids. And so our first wow. two- 
have like, especially my first one, the baby book is completely filled out. Like I had, (laughs) you know, like the beginning part where it's like letter from mom, letter from dad. Like my husband wasn't as into it, but I have like this two page, I took his face too and did like this whole long letter, all these photos and stuff down to our sixth daughter who is not going to have exactly like they look through the books and my mom actually came up with photo books that she sends them she does like the shutterfly like has oh, them bound awesome. when we go back and vacation and visit her she'll send like for christmas a recap of our visits which is fun but if it wasn't for that like years have gone by so we were actually just talking about those digital frames. Do you remember them? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't yeah. even know if they still exist anymore, but it was when they yeah. first came in, you put the USB in and then like uh-huh. it goes through the video or the different pictures. I'm like, we need to like bring that back out. And it's the same concept, but that sounds even easier. What you just described sounds like something that we could do. And kids love that. Like, and they do. it would definitely boost my mood too, to see that, like to see, because again you mentioned you you hinted at like the whole compare game and you know we we consume all of the social media and we see everybody else's but reeling that back in and taking note of like what's happening in your life and reliving those memories oh my gosh that that would do wonders for both my mood my kids mood and it would be that bonding experience as well yes it is fascinating how kids have this incredible ability to relive a moment with the same level of joy that was (laughs) in the original moment. Sometimes it's even more like a lot of times it's the funny videos are things that they, you know, embarrassing moments or things that they didn't like at the time, but a year later they're spectacular. And so, or old vacations, you know, maybe that day you were like, Oh, this trip is taking forever. The drive was a million hours long, but the work just photos. Yeah. Yeah. You just remember the good parts. And so to relive the moments in a a completely positive way is so fun. And it's teaching them so much. Exactly. Like to to focus on the positive and to, Mm -hmm. you know, to treasure those moments. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, kids are like, well, I wish I could go to Disneyland or if I wish I could do this or wish I could do that or whatever. And then you just show them a couple of pictures of you know what? We did this last year. (laughs) We're spectacular. And they're like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like that was a super fun trip. No, it was, it didn't, you know, cost a million dollars or whatever. We just went to the mountains for free, but But it was fun. fun. Yeah. And then when they get to relive those memories and then it becomes a positive experience and so much more gratitude inducing Mm -hmm. instead of, I wish, I wish I want, I want. Hey mom, short on time but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty? Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. What do you mean by doing it your way? And how does knowing yourself help you find your happiness? Like I said, again, um, if you're looking at someone who's scrapbooking, maybe you have a gift of scrapbooking and that's your, your talent and your skill and something that you Go love. Awesome. <laughs> yes, do that. For me, it's not. I am a words person and I know that about myself. I know that words of affirmation, if you read the love language book, that's my language mm-hmm. 100%. 
And so I started to, um, I'm also a type A personality. I love spreadsheets and documents and all of that <laughs> kind of stuff. But um, so I had to figure out how can I make a scrapbook type thing using gifts that work for me, using something that will make me happy that I'm already good at, that isn't going to bring me down and have to force me to do something I hate. How do I make this easy for myself? And so I created what I call the comic books. And it started out as just my daughter was hilarious when she was two, two year olds are just funny. And I was like, I want to remember all these things. And you think you'll remember them, but you won't. Mm -hmm. And so I just started writing down in a Google document so that I had it with me all the time. It's just on my phone, you know, and if she did something funny or if she said something funny, I would just type it in really quick. And now 12 years later, I have four documents. I have one for each of my kids and they're like 20 pages long. And anytime wow, we're on yeah, a road yeah. trip or, and it took me, you know, it takes five seconds once every couple of weeks, even, <laughs> and it's so simple and it's just words. There's no pictures. There's no dates. I just say age one, this is what they said, or this is what right, they did. And right. It, it's so simple, but it is so good for me to remember those things. And then when we can access them later and use them all the time, like I said, on long drives, we, um, we just have a car and we are all smashed in there together. Right. Long, long drive, get really old, really fast. And so we break out the comic books and my kids will be like, Hey, read us something from the comic book. And we'll just okay. pull that up on my phone and we'll read these funny stories and we'll just laugh together. And it's so fun and so easy. And so me. Right. So finding what works for, for you is what you're suggesting is to be, yes. make sure like, don't put yourself in a box where, you know, where you're not measuring up, where you're feeling defeated by thinking that like all of these other moms are doing scrapbooks and baby books and all of these things. And instead making it simple, removing those barriers and finding what works for you so that you can be okay with it and still get all the benefits. Right. Yeah. I see, and unless I see you've and, got a kid come yeah, up, sorry, like, <laughs> we're all young, moms, young, but... so we get it. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure. Now that's one thing that I've learned with starting my business as well is you got to do it your way. I mean, every guru out there on how to be a parent or how to be a wife or how to be a mom or how to be a business owner, they all know the way. They yeah. all know the way but that it's works. Their way. But every <laughs> way is so different. And as I'm opening my business, I'm like. Well, which way is the way? Yes. And then the first couple of months, I launched so all the confused. webinars. Yes, I watched all the webinars and read all the books. And by the first like three months, I was like, my I was wearing my shoes on my head. Like, what in the world am I supposed to do? <laughs> so then I figured out, like, so you know, I went back to that comic book moment and I was just like, I'm gonna do it my way. Like, I'm gonna go with what I like to do. Yes. And after implementing a couple of the things that people told me to do, and I hated them, I was like, mm -hmm. oh my heck, I hate this business I'm creating. Yeah. So I, then I pulled it I back and this. I was like, I'm going to do it my way, which is why I'm starting a podcast because I love to talk, but I don't love to do social media. And so I have a podcast manager that's going to do my social media for me. And I can do the speaking and I can do the interviewing because I love that part. Yes. And that is a way that I can grow my business without hating my business, using a skill that's good for me and something I truly enjoy doing. Yeah. I, I think we could talk a long time about this. <laughs> Yes, yes, because definitely. it's so like you know you can listen to all the coaches and learn from all these like business gurus and in the end it's really just finding what works for you because yeah. you're not going to stick with it first of yes. all like if you're doing something and trying to do all these things that you don't really like to do it's mm -hmm. going to create that it's going to create a mountain between you and the potential clients and so yes. Whether that's, sure. that can be in your business, in your parenting, that's yeah, anything. Like anything. My sister and I, we li I live a mile away from my sister. 
And we raise our kids totally different. We were raised in the same household and we do think, and we have very similar personalities, but the way we raise our kids is totally different because we know ourselves and we know what works for us. And we're able to support each other in that. And she's always wanting to do this thing or that thing or whatever. She's always inviting us. And I'm always like, we want a day in, or we want to just, you know, do this or whatever. And, and that's okay. We both support each other in that because I know she knows her and she knows, I know me. And we both know that that works for us. Right. And you can trust yourselves that you, you have the answers. Absolutely. And that, I think your moms without capes thing is huge because the super, the, the superhero cape where you try to do it all is exhausting. It is exhausting. It drains you for sure. Yes. And it drains you. If you're chasing, I talk about this. If you chase somebody else's happiness, you'll never find it. Yep. If you know what makes you happy, then you find it every single day, many times a day. And it takes a while. It takes a while to figure out what makes you happy because we're so used to doing everything for everyone else and taking care of everyone else. And so we cut, we lose ourselves under that superwoman cape. And so it's important to find out who you are and what works for you and get comfortable with it. Absolutely. I like how you say that you put yourself on your to-do list. I think Mm -hmm. that's totally true. And you don't know if you're one of those people that's hearing this and you're thinking, I don't know who I am. I've been raising these babies. I feel like my twenties was, I had nothing to do with me for 10 years. (laughs) I was either nursing babies or, you know, it was all about the babies. And now I feel like I can regain like a little bit of what makes me happy and who am I? And, but you have to try things. And just because you didn't like it before, doesn't mean you won't now. Yeah. When I had newborns newborns, mornings were not a thing. Mm -hmm. Now I love to wake up early and, and get my workouts in and stuff like that. But you have to try different things to figure out what makes you happy. And then remember those things, write them down, make a vision board. That's what people do on their vision boards is they figure out, okay, this actually does make me happy. And Mm -hmm. I want to remember this. So a lot of the things that we talk about is taking care of yourself. And so what is your favorite way to practice self-care? This might be a different one, but I love to listen to music. That is one thing that I learned back in my postpartum depression battle was that music connects me to me in a way that nothing else does. And I'm a type A personality and I'm always on the go and my head is always, there's always something going on in my, in my head and music is the only way that I can clear my mind. And it helps me, I say that it helps me do more and think less and I love it. So music nice. is probably my number one self-care. Okay. Awesome. And then in my membership, I do a book club, as I shared with you before I hit record, we do a book club and we focus all on like self, self-growth, personal development books. Is there a book? Well, I know that you wrote your own and you could share that as well, but a book that has been life-changing for you or that has impacted how you live your life today. Yes, there are many. I could go on on this all day too. <laughs> um, there's one called Winners Never Cheat by okay. John Huntsman. That's a great one for business ethical integrity business. And then there's one called, um, seven habits, seven habits of highly effective families. I love the, the habits book by him, but his, his, his family version of that book was spectacular. I love that book. And then there's my book and it's called life conscious by Susie B. And it is about how to form habits and then how to apply that system to many areas of your life, like parenting and physical health, mental health, faith, family, and finances. Okay. Awesome. So where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you and work with you? I'm on Instagram at, at Suzy B life, S-U-Z-I-B-L-I-F-E. I'm also on Facebook, also the same Suzy B life. And I have a free Facebook group called 
um, life conscious habits. So you can get in there. And then in January, or actually, I guess that this might air after that, but yeah. <laughs> I also have a podcast called the habits and humor podcast. And that is about simplifying the process of progress, making it seem easy, keeping it relatable and making it as funny as possible. So you remember it. <laughs> all right. Awesome. I will put all of that in the show notes. Um, I'm not sure you said you gave me your podcast information, but give me that so that that way I can put that in the show notes too. People can listen to you. So um, I want to thank you for coming on the Moms Without Case podcast today and sharing with us your wisdom. So thank you, Susie. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing here. I love your mission. It's wonderful. Thank you. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.